like I don't like people using the word hate, but there was a real, you know, especially I think I think with with them, they always thought they were better than us. They probably spent more money than us and they had a better ground than us and all of that. But once we got out on the pitch, you know, we were every we were a match for them. Welcome to the latest episode of Wearing the Red and Green. This week, I'm delighted to speak to our former captain, Mark Woods. Woodsy was everything a support would want in a captain, so it's little surprise that he was once named Players Player of the Year for five successive seasons. We discuss his time at Windsor, what it meant to him to captain the club, his man of the match performance marking Tony Cascarino, and of course, that goal at Hartford. I hope you enjoy the episode. Woodsy, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Um, I can honestly honestly say that a lot of excitement with supporters since I've announced I'm going to be speaking to you. <laughs> That's an amazing thing to say. Thank you very much. I've, I've um, really been looking forward to it. Very nervous, but um, <laughs> been looking forward to it all day today. Um, I listened to the first two podcasts and uh, yeah, that was incredible hearing about Evo and Gilly and where their lives have taken them uh and then listening to that's uh, mr windsor and eaton was obviously <laughs> fantastic <laughs> well i've got a ton of questions to throw at you about your memories um favorite matches etc but i wanted to start by asking you about captaincy mm. and it's a three-part question firstly you're obviously captain of windsor for many many seasons what did what did that mean to you and the responsibility that was obviously on your shoulders as being captain? Second part, what to you makes a good captain in your opinion? And thirdly, do you think true captains exist anymore in the game? Well, um, God, I think I think the first one. I probably have to go back to when I joined Windsor. Really, I um, I I was at Adelston and Weybridge in the uh, Southern League. Yeah, and I was fortunate enough to make my debut there when I was fifteen, and they had a clear out uh, when they got into the Southern Premier League. Uh, they a lot of the players didn't want to travel, and and they left, and so I was left. Uh, 18, 19 years old, sort of one of the more senior players in appearances, not in age. Um, and and I got given the captaincy then. Oh, okay. Um, and then I, in, in, what was it, 1984, uh, I think it was Phil Darren who um, was involved with Jeff Chappell and Alf. Yeah. And I knew him from Strode's College. And he invited me down and I remember turning up the first night and it was the Thursday night before the opening game of the season. Uh, I think fortunately I played a couple of games because I think the Southern League had started before the Isthmian. And and turning up that first night and I was just blown away really, even though I'd been playing five years, the whole setup and and Alf most importantly, the, the, the whole thing was just so professional. 
And from that moment, really, that first training session, I was hooked. I loved the place. Um, and to, to be captain for as long as I was, and, and now to hear some of the things that people are saying, you know, you don't necessarily feel it at the time or know it at the time. Um, but to lead the team out, that's just something no one can take away from me. You know, we weren't fortunate enough to win a lot of cups and, and things, but we played in some big games and some great games. And, you know, the, the, the pride it gives you leading out a group of guys. And I'm always, I'm very much, you're either with me or you're against me. And with Windsor, you know, we, that's, I think that's what we, that's what the team was based upon, really. You know, there's a whole load of characters in your book. Some local lads, you know, the knockers of this world, who are, yeah, great people. What do you think are the attributes that make a good captain? Uh, I think that's hard for me to, to say, really. I, 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 think, I think with captaincy, there's two ways of doing it. Um, there's the players that are absolutely, you know, outstanding and just can don't have to say anything and people people follow them and then there's people you know probably like myself who you know weren't the best player in the team or anything but um had opinions on things saw things perhaps and was the eyes and ears of the manager on the pitch um and could would conjole and 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 try and get people to react and and do what was required or what I felt was required at the time. Um, and that's something that sort of came quite naturally to me, mm. you know, being quite uh, noisy on the pitch. <laughs> and, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I know I've heard, obviously, in your podcast and you said about true captains, I, I think you're right, it doesn't exist anymore because it's a different game now as well. You know, it's yeah. it's people come in, come out, don't they? There's rotation and, you know, and I, I find it quite sad the way they sort of hand the captain's armband around like a, whatever, really, like a toy. Whereas I, it always felt to me that, you know, you put that armband on and it was, it was something to be proud of. And I was fortunate as well. It, it, it helped me as well as a player. Because um, when I was younger, I was a bit too lippy and gave the referees a bit too much stick. <laughs> but being made captain, it, it, um, it just toned me down a little bit. And I think, you know, we had some good referees in those days. You know, the likes of Graham Powell, Taylor, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Bennett did it. So I can't remember if we had Bennett as well. But anyway, we had some really good, you know, guys who went on to referee at the highest level. And uh, and it meant that you know you got a rapport with them, and 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 you could perhaps get things out of games. Not always, not always, but perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it helped me. It helped me. It helped me that I could talk to the guys rather than just be shouting at them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get that. Get that. Okay, so you mentioned earlier about that first training session, and the, that first moment you walked into Stag Meadow. How nervous were you on that night when you walked in for the first time? Uh, very nervous. I'm not the best person at, when I turn up somewhere new. 
Yeah. I like to I like to know where I'm going. I like to know what I'm doing. I like to know the people that I'm meeting. And so I turned up and uh <laughs> Jeff Jeff was in the bar on the fruit machine as as he tended to be on a training night. Uh but then out on the pitch was this guy who uh um you know who just was so professional had us had everything was so organized you know you did it his way or the high you know it was his way or you you know that was it and he had a you know had a few run-ins with players who perhaps didn't like that method of coaching but I think he brought the best out of me um yeah I, I think what had happened was I was a bit of a rushed signing really uh, I think Bob, I can't remember if Bob was on holiday, Bob King. And I'm not sure with Colin Smith, whether he was injured or was thinking of packing up. or um, So I was, you know, signing on and then opening day of the season. I don't know if, if it was by chance or what, but um, we were playing Harrow who'd won the league the year before. I don't know if that was because the newly promoted side at the time, if they didn't uh, play the team that had won the league the season before, or that was just coincidence. And what were your memories? I feel like here, like what were your memories of that game against Harrowborough? Because you say they were league champions. We just got promoted. They had a huge, huge pitch, as Harrow is. It's a bowling green of a pitch, so it's a beautiful pitch to play on. There's no excuses. Um, they had this. They played a formation of sort of 4-2-4, I think it was, where they had two wide men. It was a very wide pitch. And they just, the sun shone and they just stretched us. And it was very hard work, very hard work. <laughs> it was, a, and obviously I didn't, I was still learning names. I didn't know who people were. I remember sitting in the changing room beforehand and not knowing what was going on, not knowing if I was going to play or anything. Um, and at the end, just coming off and being absolutely shattered, <laughs> sat in the changing room. And, you know, Harrow was a nice ground, nice facilities, nice changing room. And then suddenly <laughs> half the team started smoking after the game. I was puffing and blowing out of everywhere and they were smoking cigarettes. It was, I think Mitch was, I think Mitch was one of those. I think Gary Woodcraft. I think Jimmy Walsh was on cigars. I think it was just, it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So I think I started with ones. I can't, I can't remember now if Bob did play in that game or if he played on the Tuesday night. I think he, I think Laurie got injured. So I think right. I started off playing with Laurie and then he, he got injured, went off. And then I think maybe Bob came on in the second game. I can't remember. Can't remember, but um, no, it was a, it was a great baptism. It was a fantastic game of football, and it was flipping hard work. <laughs> but it, it, I felt like I was in the right place. Now, not long after that, um, like weeks later, Jeff obviously decided to move on and moved on to Woking. How much of a shock surprise was that, and especially for someone like you who was new player you've just signed and you know within weeks the managers then you know a, a high profile managers obviously then just left I think it's probably easier for me than the rest of the team really 
because I, I Jeff was a very good manager. I mean, look what he went on to achieve. Yeah. Amazing, amazing stuff. Amazing stuff with Woking. Incredible. Um, but from my point of view, it, it so I, I didn't have any of the history with Jeff, so I didn't know what he'd achieved or, you know, that he'd played for wins, you know, all of that. I didn't know really. Uh, so the, it was continuity really with Alf. You know, Alf being there and from, from my point of view, that was I just it just got on with it really. Uh, I think the, the the hardest thing for me at the start actually was um, was the spectre of uh, of Colin Smith because it all I kept hearing about was this great centre half Colin Smith, and I kept waiting for him to come back, waiting for him to come back. And I, I think I was to be fair, I think I think I can't remember what he said to me, but I think I remember his dad George. Uh, so there was what. George and Lionel used to sit up in the stand together. Yes. And uh, I think George said something to me one day, and I, and it, it was really nice what he said, you know. Um, and that sort of relaxed me then. Uh, I didn't feel like I was, I was waiting for this other person to come running over the hill and take my position. So, uh, yeah, that was, which was really nice of him. Really nice of him. And in that first season, like, what were some of your big memories of that season? Obviously, Gillingham, I'm assuming, would have been, would have been up well, there. Was, um, do you know, it's funny how you can remember things. I, I think my third game, we played Barking at home. And I got away with a shocking tackle, which should have been a penalty. <laughs> but we ended up winning 1-0. And, and that sticks with me. I, I think the ref, <laughs> I don't know whether he was not up with play or what, but... I think he gave a corner and sort of pretended that I got the ball or something. But uh, yeah, I remember that. But um, obviously early days, it was a new experience for me. FA Cup, suddenly going in at last qualifying round. Mm. When I'd been at Adelston, you know, you started off in the preliminaries or whatever. And um, yeah, tooting at home and last qualifying round. And I'm not sure I fully appreciated it at the time of what, how close I was to what is a great time for a non-league footballer. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to score in that game. I think I got the first and we won 5-0. Yep. Um, and then the build-up to Gillingham, once again, I, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, and they, was, of course, had Tony Cascarino up front. Well, they had Cascarino and they had... Terry Cochran out wide, who was a an Irish international as well. Yeah. Um, and I remember we we got stuck in traffic, uh, which I hated because I always, you know, I used to get to Stag Meadow half one, quarter past one, and I used to, you know, we all have our rituals, and and I was one I had quite a few. Um, and so we got to Gilliam quite late. Because uh, there was just traffic all around the ground, um, and then yeah, it was it was a, it was a great experience, and I felt like we should have got more out of the game, but things you know just wasn't to be really. I um after your interview with Kevin the other day, I went I went onto YouTube actually and had a look and uh, reminded myself. Uh, yeah, so no, it was fantastic. I and. I, I was fortunate enough that 
uh, I think match magazine, football magazine. I got MOM that day, which was uh, which was quite nice. <laughs> and nine out of ten. I very rarely got nine out of ten. I was a seven. I was a Mister Average. I loved it. That's not true. That's not true. But I loved that nine out of ten. And of course, the following year, you Torquay, yes. um, which you bagged a goal in. Yes. Well, in fact, I scored in the last qualifying round as well. We we drew at home to Oxford, uh, which we were poor that day, and they probably deserved to win. Um, and then we went up there midweek game, and I scored, and we won one nil. So I was quite lucky with cup games, actually, yeah. FA Cup. Um, and then the Torquay game, which probably is the biggest disappointment, really. Everyone sort of says it was the game they felt we could have won. Yeah. Yeah. I, they weren't a good side. You know, Gillingham, I think at the time, I think Gillingham were the highest ranked team we could play because I think they were fifth in what was the old third division. Right. And you had to play somebody from the, the south. So, um, yeah, we they were the best team we could play. And then the Torquay were probably about the worst team we could play, if I remember rightly. I think they were fairly low in the fourth division or whatever. Um, and maybe in some respects, maybe we... I'm not saying we the expectations were too high, but maybe they were. Maybe they were, and whereas if we'd approached it the way we did the Gillingham game, maybe we'd have got something different out of it. Now, at the end of that season, there was, it felt like it was a bit of a transition at the club. You know, a few of the older players had moved on. You'd moved on to Tootin. Yeah. I, what was I your thinking down. there? What was... Oh, I sat down with uh, John and Keith. Yeah. And having been with Alf, and I know obviously we lost Alf to the to the FA, and um, and it, it it didn't seem the same. It didn't seem as professional. Um, and that's with the greatest respect to them because obviously we won stuff with them. So. But it just didn't seem the same, and they and they talked about a few players that they were talking about bringing in, and I didn't think some of them were, you know, going to be of the right level. And but you know, fair play to to John, he did, you know, he then asked me to come back uh, and made me captain, and you know, I remember that first game back. I, I played in, we had a friendly on a Tuesday night and uh, yeah, it was just coming home and it was great. Love that. And there were, and to be fair, as you say to John, he did build, build a side then that, you know, he won a couple of Barks and Bucks. We had the FA Trophy run. Mm. What were some of, mem- some of your memories about, you know, those games? I think um, some of the players he managed to bring to the club was incredible, really. You know, I, you talked about it with the other guys, really. I mean, you look at Stag Meadow and the pitch wasn't great at the time, although I know I came down probably longer ago than I care to remember now, but a few years ago, and, and the pitch was looking great. Uh, yeah, it's like a carpet now. 
Yeah. Whereas obviously when we played, it was a it was a fog out. You know, the, the groundsman wouldn't let us on training night on a Thursday night. You know, we were lucky if we got a penalty area that Alf had to try working because he did he was trying to salvage the pitch. Um so that that obviously winning the uh that Barks and Bucks first trophy, that was was amazing. Uh and I, yeah, it was that that was a great it was a it was a it was great experience. Um I don't think I have my best of games in the final, but you know, we won. So wow. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh about that FA trophy run? Enfield game and well, Enfield, game. Uh, Enfield was amazing to beat the team that won it the year before. Uh, and we were a bit, I'm trying to think of a pro club really that you could probably compare us with, but I think we were one of those sides that it didn't matter where we were in the league. People didn't really want to play us. Yeah. And, and we were generally a really hardworking outfit with occasionally some, some very, very good players, some outstanding players. Um, which, how how that came about, I I, I really don't know because when you walked in and you saw the grounds, as we talked about already with Haraburra, that was a, a, a you know a lovely football ground. Stag Meadow was almost like football days gone past, <laughs> but it just felt like home, and and you know you'd get in the little changing room and we'd all be tight in there. And and I'm sure the away side probably hated it. And they probably their attitude was probably rubbish before they started. What do you think at that time prevented us going to the next level? Because you say we had some unbelievable talent. Oh, if you were to pick your best Windsor eleven, you know you'd have some out. You'd be leaving out some very, very, very yeah. good players. You know, you if you look at strikers. Obviously, when I joined, there was Chris. Yeah. Uh, with Dave Lansley up front. Now, you know, I'm not putting Dave up in the bracket of some of the others, but Dave was, you know, a handy bloke to on your side. Um, and Chris. Well, by the time I joined, was probably coming towards the end of his career. But you know, Chris was a good striker, very good striker. And then you start throwing into the mix, obviously Evo and Gilly. You throw in there Dave Regis. You throw in there Mickey Banton. You know, who'd you pick from that lot? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's. There's some good strikers in there, and I like to think. You know, defensively, I had some great partners. Some great partners, you know, and and from playing alongside Knocker and you know local people with him, Robert Gold. Mm -hmm. But then you had Mickey Barnes, who was you know he had all the attributes the centre half could ever could ever dream of. You know, tall, athletic. Great striker of the ball, obviously with his height, great, you know, great in the air. Um, that was a play. And then 
and somebody who hasn't been mentioned, I don't know. And I, I was looking through the books, and I think he, he made it, got a little bit of it. Uh, it. Was Richard Hill, who was another one? Yeah, you yeah. Know, so who, who <laughs> I'd like, probably put myself in the team just because I feel like it. But <laughs> you know, who would I pick as a partner? That's, and then, and then right backs. I think I was probably spoiled rotten because, you know, with the greatest respect to all the other right backs. Playing with John Mitchell at the start was, he was just Rolls Royce. Yeah. Um, the ability, he, he could, you know, he could he, he could play the game in his slippers. Yeah, on that pitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're all treading in treacle and John's just gliding up and down the right-hand side. Um, yeah, so... Uh, th- th- I don't know. I don't know why we never managed to do it. Maybe it was the pitch. Maybe we didn't. Don't know. Do you use strength and depth in a way as well? Um, I always sometimes felt we had a quality start in 11 at any one time. But then maybe in those individual seasons, if we had injuries, there wasn't necessarily that next quality player to come in. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I suppose, you know, all clubs had to work to a budget, didn't they? And, I, I, you know, I listen, I didn't get involved in any of that, but mm-hmm. I don't know what the budget was, but I can't imagine Windsor's budget was comparable with, you know, certainly not the likes of Cheshire when they came through spending money yeah. like confetti. Um, you know, the Suttons of this world, Dagenham's, those sorts of people. I, I thought our budget was, you know, if it was half theirs, I'd be amazed, which makes it even more remarkable when... You know, you talk of all those players. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think, like, what... I was going to come to this question later on, but what... what why do you think it did come to Windsor? Like, what made it so... What made that club so special that was able to attract that calibre of player? I'm not sure. I think once they were there, I could give you an answer. What got them through the door, I, I honestly don't know, really. Uh, as a from the outside, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you're looking at fairly limited small changing rooms, fairly limited stands and terracing, all of that, and a heavy pitch. But then once they were in the door, and once again, this probably didn't suit all of them, but I think there was a, a camaraderie and a, a, a team spirit that got us through a hell of a lot. So I, I think, yeah. And, and when you think some of the other players, once again, I'm probably going to miss a load out, but, you know, people like Jerry Williams and that, you know, he, <laughs> ex-pro, yeah. you know, what was he doing playing, you know, coming down? But then once he was there, he seemed to enjoy it. Now, post John Clements, Alf obviously came back. Yeah. So that must have been great for you, given the the, the level and re- high regard you had for Alf. To have Alf then come back as as manager must have been great. For, obviously, not obviously for the whole team, but for you in particular, given the high regard you had for him. Yeah, I, it was always great to see to see Alf. It, it was such a big loss when he went to me, and I think to the club. You know he got that role, didn't he, with the FA. 
So that was progression for him. But also, I think he, you know, he, he needed to take it from a personal point of view. So, uh, so to lose him was tough, and obviously to see him, see him come back was uh, it was great. To you know, to I think football's a pretty easy game that gets overcomplicated on, on a number of occasions, and and nowadays it's not really the game that we you know used to watch and I used to play in. You know, it's. I'd probably get sent off now if I was playing the way I did. <laughs> probably, I'd probably have a yellow card within minutes. I think. Um, so, but to 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 have someone like Alf at the helm, who everyone knew their job, everyone knew what they had to do. Um, everyone knew what was required, and and that worked for us. It didn't work. It took us so far. Took us so far. Um, maybe, maybe we just didn't have a good enough group of players, and we actually maybe we overachieved. Maybe in that, yeah. I because when you when you look back at those those players I've mentioned, you know, you think we should have done better, but maybe, as you've said, maybe we were short on squad. You know, you get a few injuries and then suddenly you're bare bones. Maybe that's what happened. Well, and also I think, and I can't remember who said it, it might have been Kev Mitch, it might have been Gilly or Evo, but obviously in those days it was one or two substitutes. Yeah. You know, and today, today's game you get, you know, five substitutes on the bench. Mm. So inevitably, I guess you've only got one or two substitutes. Your squads are going to be that thin, you know, that when you do get injuries, it's hard to suddenly bring a player in that's, you know, it's rarely in the rarely in the thirteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is that as well. I, I can remember in that first season actually. We probably did have quite a thin squad because I think it was probably been one sub. I think at the time. Mm, yeah. Um, but it, it, that first season was probably spoiled really because that that was probably the best season the Windsor had in the Premier League. Yeah, well, it ended up being our highest ever finish. Yeah, I mean, and when you look back on that season, we, if memory serves me right, of the the three local derbies we had, I think we did the double over Wickham. I seem to remember Dave Lansley absolutely tearing them up. They didn't know how to handle him. I think we won one of the games, 4-0, I think, against Wickham. Um, well, I think we did... I think we did the double over Wokingham and I think we beat and drew with Slough. You know, you imagine if you said that to the guys, the people that... Bite your hand off, right? Yeah. Bite it's off. almost too good, isn't it? It's, it? That's amazing. What were those games... I forgot to ask this to, 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 to Mitch, actually, but what were those games, those derbies like, particularly the ones against Slough? Do you know what? It's... It's a shocking. I, I hate. I don't like people using the word hate, but there was a real, you know, especially. I think. I think with with them, they always thought they were better than us, and they probably spent more money than us, and they had a better ground than us, and all of that. But once we got out on the pitch, you know, we were every we were a match for them, and it always used to wind me up that Jeff Bateman used to get with uh, Windsor Express Player of the Year every year and top centre half. Used to wind me up, <laughs> especially, 
<laughs> no, actually, another question leading on to that, actually, is quite interesting, because one of the bits that used to really annoy me as a supporter was you would see in those days they would have league representative sides. You were never picked, which was just absolutely criminal. Mitch wasn't picked. It was just kind of like Windsor players, for whatever reason, were never selected, despite us having arguably the best goalkeeper, the best centre-half. Windsor players were never selected. No. Is that ever frustrating? Did we ever... I was just trying to think the likes of Mickey Banton and that. Did they never... No. No? That's no. what I mean. You talk about all that individual talent that we had, but we were never never got rep- picked for representative sides. Yeah. God, I must admit. I, I mean, like, how Kevin did not God knows. And you? Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I think, you know, I have my limitations, but I, I Kevin, you know... It pull you out of a dodgy situation, you know. <laughs> Save a hand, a strong hand as well. Okay, talking about limitations, uh, one of the bits I want to talk to you about is the FA Cup run of 91-92. And given you think you've got limitations supporters want you to talk through your goal away at Hartford Town. <laughs> Do you know what? I was really hoping you'd ask that because I, <laughs> I don't know if I missed it in the book. Did it? I don't think it made it to the book, did it? Or I not? can't remember, actually. I have to think back. I must have put oh. it. Do you know what? I, I think that's got to be my... I've scored probably more important goals, but yeah. I, all I, I can't remember... It can't have been a corner because otherwise... I would have gone up for the corner. So it must, we must have had a free kick or something and it got cleared. And I don't, I think I started pretty much, this is probably a bit like Evo's goal. It's probably, I probably started in my own penalty area, but no, no, I, I think I started somewhere around the centre circle, if I'm rightly. And they all came rushing out. Everyone came charging out. And I think, I don't know. I think they probably came out in a pretty flat line. So maybe I beat one or two, two possibly. And then I, if I'm rightly rounded the goalie as well and tapped it in. And then jumped into the crowd. Yeah, which was pretty rare for me to show those sorts of emotions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah. I think my, uh, I don't know if my dad, he's 93 now, my dad. I took him the red and green book uh, wearing the red and green book round to him for him to read. Love uh, it. Which he's thoroughly enjoyed. And I think he, he, even he remembers that goal. So, yeah. <laughs> I reckon you might get asked about that on Saturday. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, and what about the rest of those, that FA Cup run? Merthyr, Tidville, Woking, the Fog. Well, Merthyr, oh, that was a great experience, wasn't it? I, that's got rank as one of the top games. Um. Definitely count as one of the top games. Uh, and then Woking, it's such a shame the fog came. Yeah, everyone says that. Everyone says it, including their supporters. Mm. Said mm. for that first game, they were very, very fortunate. We were, we were really up for that game. Really, really up for that game. And... Uh, yeah, it just, well, it just wasn't meant to be, was it? So,
but during that period as well, um, so this is another question, uh, your penalty taking ability came to the fore. <laughs> yeah, do, do you know how that started? Go on. So we, I, I'm pretty certain we were playing Hayes at home. Tuesday night, Stag Meadow. Uh, second half, going the way we always used to go towards the car park, second half. And we got this penalty, and I think we'd missed about three or four in the during the course of the season. I, I can't remember. And so we got the penalty, and and you know, just standing at the back, minding my own business as usual. And then, and then I saw that nobody wanted to take it. <laughs> No one was putting their hand up. No one wanted to go forward to take it. And it started to get embarrassing because then, you know, their team was starting to go, look, they don't fancy it. They don't want it, blah, blah, blah. So I started to, because obviously I was never very quick. So I just started to walk up to, to go and get the ball to take the penalty. And I can remember walking up and then down the side next to the stand with the, the concrete terracing, and obviously, because of the crowd size, you could hear pretty much everything. <laughs> I can remember one of the supporters said, oh, no, Woods is going to take it. <laughs> Which, uh, fortunately, I was pretty thick-skinned, so uh, it was all right. So, yeah, so that's how it started. Uh, and fortunately for me, it was, it was a pretty successful run over the time I was there. It's funny as supporters behind the goal because we all knew where you were going to place it, right? Top left. We all knew where it's going, and we just knew that a keeper could ne would never save it because it was always inch perfect. Which no keeper's ever going to save it. But nowadays, you watch penalties and you're like, oh, 50 50 this. But honestly, whenever you came up to take penalties, and a lot of people will say this, it's just oh, it's a job done, one nil or two nil or. That's, that's in the net. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for that. But I, yeah, I think there was probably a few that bobbled in the corner or whatever. But so, yeah, no, it was. I, I think the one, I remember taking one against Carl Shorten at home, uh, if you remember this game, where I dislocated my elbow. No. Yeah, yeah. So we, we were at home and dislo I dislocated my elbow and it was, that was pretty painful. Um. And I ended up playing, finishing the game with a sling, but we got a penalty. So I had to go up and take the penalty. In and, a sling? Uh, yeah, yeah. We won 3-2. I love that. 3-2, yeah. Yeah. I think that must have been, I don't know who would have been the physio at the time. Anne? I don't, I don't know if it was Anne. I was going to say Anne. But I can't remember. But yeah, it was, yeah. I think it probably was Anne. Now, later in that season, um, Alf got sacked. How like, how did that go down with the team? Because the supporters, we were shocked. I mean, I've still got newspaper cuttings of supporters saying how diabolical it was. And I've never seen, from a supporter perspective, so much anguish over a decision. But how did that go down with players and the squad at the time? 
I think it was it was very hard to understand the, the, the thinking behind it. Um, I think it, it would have been what Michael broadly would have been mm, chairman yeah. So it was it was hard to understand the thinking. It wasn't like we were propping up the league or anything like that at the time. And we just um, had the FA Cup. You know, we'd had the yeah. FA Cup run. We're in a box and box final. Um. But I, I think as a player, football is a funny breed. Yes, we would have, you know, liked to have still been playing under Ralph, but it's it's almost sounds a bit mercenary, really. But it's almost like the king is dead, long live the king, mm. sort of thing. Really, you just you just got to get on with it, um, and you just got to learn what the new manager wants or or, or whatever, really. Um, I don't. Brian took over, didn't he? I think. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, a guy with a lot of experience, um, and they're all different. They're all different managers, aren't they? So, I it, it was a, a surprise, a shot. But you know, the next game comes along, and then the next game comes along. You just got to get on with it, really. following season was obviously the season we got relegated mm. how tough was that for you as a captain it was it was horrible really wasn't it I you know go going out almost knowing you're facing de defeat because by then the, the squad you know the team wasn't good enough yeah you know we, we all knew that and with the greatest respect to the players around that it just wasn't um, and just to see us, because we 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 were still capable, you know, we could we could eke out a win every now and then in that season. Obviously, mm. not enough, but there was still a lot of spirit in the side, but just not good enough players. Um, you know, not players of the caliber of the ones we've mentioned already. Yeah, and I remember that. I mean, the one highlight whatever you call it a highlight, but was, I think we we're at home to Kingstonian. We'd lost a ridiculous number of games in a row. And we then won that game at home. I think you scored a penalty again. Um, but the reaction of that, that game was just kind of electric in a way. Mm. And it was just one of the standout memories of that season alongside Nelson's goal against Stevenage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was horrible as well. It, it, it was horrible for me at a personal level because captain, you felt like, you know, you were, you were responsible. Mm. Um, so it wasn't pleasant times. And it, and it felt like it was an end of a, a chapter. It did feel that way. It felt like it was the end of a chapter in life, really. Um, and as it turned out, you know, a lot of things happened in my life around that time. Um, with Windsor falling by, by the wayside. Um, and then after that, uh, yeah, that would have been around the time my mum passed away, just not long after that, following following year. Um, and then the company I was working for 
well, at the time went bust and I was, you know, down, down having to go to the sign on, a, sign on a, the doll. Um, and then that was when I, you know, then started a business. But um, yeah, it, it felt a sort of really massive time really in, in, in my life leaving leaving Windsor because all the all the other play, places I played, there was there was never that atmosphere, never that in the changing room feeling that you, you know you can't bottle it really. You can't. It, it just uh, it was it was it was good. Well, I love um, when you talk about bottle it. There's a, a lovely quote. One of my favourite quotes in the book was from Jeff Chapman that, you know, said about the magic. And if you could bottle that magic, a lot of people would happily queue up just for a drop of drop of that magic at Windsor. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, look what we achieved and not necessarily in cups and things, but look at what we achieved as we've already touched upon with, with the budget we had and, Which I want to finish with five quick fire questions. They're quick fire, but they're not going to be easy. Um, <laughs> best striker you played against? Oh, mm. well, Rowan. Obviously, I played against Rowan when I first started. Of course, yeah. He was at Slough at the time. Mitch obviously mentioned. Jimmy Bolton. And in fact, Jimmy was one of the hardest because he was tiny. And playing against a bloke who you just match up against is, I used to find that was good, but Jimmy would just suddenly appear from nowhere. And and then Evo, you know, as Mitch mentioned, Evo, uh, he was a tough, tough, tough player to play against. And there was a guy, uh, unfortunately, I generally came out on top against him. There was a guy guy called, I think it was Steve Clark at St. Albans. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He was a very good player. Very, very good player. Used to enjoy battles with him. Yeah, remember him. Remember him. All right, now this is going to be the question you're going to hate me for. Go on. Uh, Favourite centre-half that you've played alongside? (laughs) Yeah, with the with the greatest respect to to, to to all the others, and and as I mentioned earlier, there was you know, you know, Knocker could Knocker could do a, a fantastic job, centre half, cent, central midfield player, and got the absolute you know last ounce, last drop out of his ability. It was incredible. It was incredible. But in terms of pure ability and pure, you know. Michael Barnes was, you know, I'd love to have been six. I'd love to have been his size. And well, and the other thing I'd love to have done is have a bit of pace. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we all wish we had that. Yeah, yeah. All right. What about, um, I thought this was an interesting one. Best centre half played against. So who did you, of other centre halves that you played against, you really admired? well, Jeff Bainton was a good centre half, to be fair to him, even though it didn't wind me up. He always got player of the year in the paper. Um, 
there was a guy called Steve, Steve Cox, I think, St. Albans again. Yeah. Yeah. Hard, 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 hard. Uh, I remember one game with him and uh, went up for a header with him and ended up with a shocking black eye. My eyes just shut uh, straight away. But uh, yeah, I think he was, he was very good. And uh, the Sutton player, the Sutton, I seem to remember Sutton had some good centre-halves. can't remember names, but um, mm. there was brothers, wasn't there? What were the brothers? They played in Sutton's FA Cup runs. I can't remember what their names were now. Oh, um, and there was a centre-half as well. Collie? Was that? Oh, yeah, it might be Nigel and... Golly, Golly. Yeah, Golly, yeah. They Golly. were really good centre-halves. Yeah. They were... Yeah, I, I think... Yeah, I'd probably go for that St. Albans one, I think. Best manager played under? Oh, for me, it's a no-brainer, so. Best player played with? So, wider than centre-halves at Windsor, best player played with? Oof. Oh, dear. I knew this was coming, obviously, because you asked Mitch here, and that was good. When you're sitting in the hot seat and you got to answer. God, dear. Can I waffle for a bit? I mean, I, clearly the likes of Dave Regis, Dave Barnett, they were uh, they were outstanding players. Um, maybe their heart probably wasn't quite in Windsor as much as some of the others, so maybe I probably wouldn't put them up there um oh dear uh i think did you say i'm not allowed to say mickey barnes again no, I, mean, I, I mean the difficult thing I, I think i'd rather pick a team really you know because uh, you know oh pick a team then there we go happily no because you missed we missed out <laughs> you know how can you you can't goalkeepers you can't, you know, Kevin, blimey, to play the amount, that wouldn't happen nowadays either, play the amount of games he did. Oh, yeah. To never get injured, to per turn out, you know, performance after performance after performance, uh, you know, week in, week out. Um It was very, I, I, well, I'm struggling I'm struggling. I'll be struggling to think of when I've turned around and gone, Mitch, come on, that's your fault, that goal, or whatever. Because he just. Yeah. It, it. Um, so if I'm going team, so I'll go. Obviously, Kevin and goal. Yeah. Uh, John at right back. Yeah. John Mitchell, right back. Uh, I put. Well, obviously, Mickey Barnes. And then if I'm allowed to pick myself, I'll put myself mm -hmm. alongside him. Yeah. Um, left back. Uh, Gary was good when I first started. Uh, but I think I think I'd probably go with uh, with Mary, probably. Yeah. Um, at left back. Um Strikers, wow. Wow, who would I want up front for me? 
I think when teams don't play it anymore, do they? But four four two, Billy and Evo together, were, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to face them. So it is a part. It's a true partnership. I thought those two were outstanding. You know, you've got left footer, somebody great in the air. Both that, you know, both relatively athletic. Um, out wide, you'd have Frilly. Yep. One side. Do you know my hardest position will be central midfield? That's where I, I, I knew this was going to trip you up in midfield. Go on, there's be, if there's any central midfield players listening, I apologise. Um, oh, dear. Do you know what? I, I think I'd probably... I'll put Knocker in there with a creative midfield player. Yeah. Good shout. You know, you need a defensive central midfield player. I think I'd probably put Knocker in there. Yeah. He's probably shouting when he listens to this saying, I could pass the ball, I could do this. <laughs> yeah. He tells where in the book he talked about he was he was uh, masquerading as Michelle Platini. Yeah. I don't know what he'd been drinking at the time when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I put him in there. Um, who would I put alongside him? Wow. And then out on the right. Well, here's what here's one to go potentially alongside. It wasn't with, with us very long, but a few people have mentioned him as Mark Biggins. Yeah, see, I was gonna say him. But I don't I mean, how was he was outstanding at Woking? Yeah. In a system, in a system that was almost built around him. True. Um, and I and maybe this is why Windsor never achieved, didn't go on to the higher level. In many respects, I don't think we were, we we almost couldn't afford to have Big O, mm. in financial terms. But the nature of the team we were, where we just yeah. needed 11 blokes that were going to work their socks off and get stuck in. And this sounds terrible, doesn't it? To sort of pigeonholes us. But yeah, I... Big, if, if we could accommodate him, maybe we'd have to change formation, which we never did. Because Windsor, we always played 4 4 Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think we ever played. I can't remember. Somebody will tell me that we did. Played 4-3-3 or anything like that. No, no we didn't. No, we didn't. Uh, out wide on the right. I, I think I'd have to pick Dave Barnett in terms of as a player. He was yeah. a very good player. Yeah. Very good player. Mind you, it's even worse than naming the best player, isn't it? Now I've just there'll be a load of players saying, "Oh, he should have picked me." <laughs> exactly right. I <laughs> don't <And> be. <laughs> yes, I apologise. Anyone I want to see on Saturday, I apologise. <laughs> Woodsy, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Um, and to listeners, thank you again for listening. And we'll be back soon with uh, with another guest.